Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Outlet Podcast. This is Connor. This is Paisley. And we are live here in Germany on a rainy day. We had the sun a couple times and it has changed our mood. We've talked about that before, but it is (laughs) rainy today. Yeah, it's a little forecast. Actually, it's a lot of bit forecast. I do not see any of the sky, just gray clouds right now. We're looking out our window. Um, But we do have a tree right next to our window and it is blooming. And that gives me hope that spring is nigh. Yeah. The last couple days of having the sun out really has been nice. Like I was talking to my teammates yesterday and I was like, why was practice actually fun today? And literally, I think it's just because we're all in a better mood. It was still, honestly, it was still light outside. The sun was shining in our eyes while we were practicing, but I really didn't care because it was just nice. Yeah. The light. It was nice. That makes a difference. Well, anyways, I have a game today at eight o'clock at night. We play Artland Dragons and we beat them in the preseason. Then they beat us in the regular season. And now we're going to play for a third time and we'll see what happens. Yeah. They're playing at home and I get to watch Connor play tonight because I've practiced at 3.30 today. Um, So, and our practices are only an hour and a half. They rarely ever go over. Actually, I don't think they've ever gone over an hour and a half. Um, Maybe like 10 minutes or something, if anything. And so I'll be able to go and go to Connor's game today, which I'm really excited about. I love going to his games, except I was talking to my friend Katie. Um, her husband, Zach Selius, he's playing in Germany as well in Connor's league. And I was talking to her the other day. And I was like, I get so nervous now, like watching Connor play. And I don't know why. Like, I just want to make sure he like does good. I like, I really want him to do good and just enjoy himself and have fun. She's like, oh my gosh, it's been the same. But since he's been at BYU, like, I don't know why. Maybe it's just like a wife thing. And I was telling her, I was like, I bet when I have kids and I'm watching them play basketball, or like sports just in general, it's going to be like even worse. I will probably watch the games, our kids' games, if they play by myself because I know Paisley is going to go wild. We'll watch them together. We'll see how Well, We'll we'll be in the gym together. No, you will sit next to me. Oh, we'll see. Okay, how about this? As long as you give me some cash to go get snacks at concessions, I'll be good. Hopefully you have your own cash. (laughs) (laughs) But I want your cash. But anyways, I okay, that's fair enough. Anyways, we're going to give some life updates and then jump into this. Um, I'll start because this is something big to me because I haven't done those spotting scopes that I talked about for my hobby for like hunting and watching wildlife and just being out in the nature. I bought the spotting scope and it's a done deal. And now the only thing I have to worry about is just packing them back home. Yeah. And hopefully it works. Well, it will. It'll it it, went, it we will. Have, I'm we just, have enough bags. Yeah, it will. And it it, it, it will work because we are residents here because we have working visas. So that's why a person that I talked to and border security or whatever it's called, they said, oh, you should be fine. Yeah. Just left it at that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of getting nervous about how we're going to get. It's not like we even have a lot of stuff, but. I mean, we have a couple like big things to get home and we're just trying to check them all on the plane. We don't want to ship anything. Um, I mean, we could if we needed to, but we just would rather just get them all there at the same time. We just hope it all works out. Yeah, we're most nervous about our computer probably. Yeah. The thing is big, nice, 
and we're nervous. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's going on in your life? Well, basketball-wise, we just played in the semis. So um, we have we played against Hanover, and we lost them by three. Oh, my gosh, guys. Um, I got disqualified from this game. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I was so confused. Dirty player. No. So I had, I didn't even have like five points. Like guys, the ref literally told me I had to go to the locker room. I was so confused. You had five points. You had more than five points. You no. didn't have more than five fouls. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I meant fouls. I didn't have five fouls, but I still got like disqualified. So what happened was, um, I got one intentional, quote unquote, intentional, like this is me rolling my eyes right now, um, foul in the middle of the game because um, here in Germany, if the girl lands on you, like if she's shooting a three or even on the men's side too, if they shoot a three and they land on you, like if you go underneath them and whatever, you know what I'm talking about, then that's a foul, an intentional foul, except... I was playing against a girl who literally jumps like three feet forward and throws her hands forward to like look like you're fouling her. Um, and they called it an intentional foul on me for that. And I'm like, whatever. Like he, the ref, I talked to the ref and he literally called it an intentional after we stopped talking. Like he didn't even decide it until we stopped talking. And I'm not even like aggressive with the ref. So I don't know why he did that. I was just asking him because honestly, I don't know much about the rules over here, I guess, because literally with, we're down three with 30 seconds to go against Hanover. And I look back at where like they just got um, the ball and I look back at my coach and I'm, I'm like looking to see if he wants us to foul or not. He does. So I go back and like in America, you can like kind of like grab their body, not like yank them around, but just kind of like touch them with two hands, kind of like two hand touch football. And the refs are supposed to call a foul because that's like part of the game. So I did that. But they called an intentional on me for that because apparently here you have to go for the ball. And I didn't know that. So so I literally go up to like our team huddle at the middle of the court and I'm like, I turn to my teammate Frida and I'm like, Frida, like, what was the problem? Like, why why did they call an intentional? Like, why is it a um, an intentional foul? And she said, well, because um, you like grabbed her body, you have to go for the ball. I'm like, oh, okay. But then the ref comes up behind me. He's like, hey, you have two intentional fouls. You have to leave the gym you have to go to the locker room it's like sending a kid to their freaking bedroom literally i just was like <laughs> what the heck and nobody really knew what was going on at that point because honestly like the refs here in germany are awful like they have egos of themselves they really try to like dictate the game and be a part of the game instead of just like officiating it and so I start walking to the locker room and there's 30 seconds left in the game, but I am like so confused. I'm like, wait, should I come back out? Like, no, obviously I'm not going to come back out. Like they told me to go to the locker room, but I like, I did not remember that the three point shot that I fouled the girl on was an intentional. So like when the girls came in after the game, I like turned to my teammate, Emma. I was like, I'm so confused. Like, why am I here? Like, why was I sent here? And she like kind of explained it to me. <laughs> that, so that happened to my teammate also um but he didn't know he had to go to a locker room and no one told him so he just went on the on the bench and supposedly our program got fined because of it oh really and he's like no one told me and like seriously no one did tell him and we obviously we don't know i mean yeah nobody nobody sat like me it. down or like 
talk to me about the rule the german different rules i've literally had to learn as i go which is fine i mean i'll never make that mistake again but i had no idea but so yeah that was the first time i ever got like kicked out of a game like literally out of the gym that's awesome <laughs> was that awesome it's first for it everything just, yeah i guess that's what my parents said too <laughs> anyway so that's and my you didn't even know it was, it was happening that no was awesome. i didn't it was so weird and then friday we play hanover friday um again and then on sunday if we win that game so yeah that's my life yeah. updates i don't i mean i don't really have any like things have been pretty slow like Love conference about two weeks ago. Yeah. And oh, Easter was really nice. Oh, yeah. That's, I guess I do have one other life update. Paisley and I kind of started a tradition that we're going to read the last week of Christ every Easter. And mm-hmm. we did it this year. And it was really good. We uh, we started with the entry into Jerusalem on on the donkey. And then we finished with him being resurrected. And... That's our that's our tradition. And one thing I, I'm going to say it again because I appreciate it so much is here in Germany, they give the Holy Week, like schools and everything off. Well, you know, they, and then, spring break is happening right now in the United States too in some places. Yeah, but they do it because of Holy Week. That There's a difference. Yeah, that's true. And then the stores... Like the like the grocery stores and a bunch of stores closed down for for Good Friday, and Saturday and Easter, and they're shut down. Yeah. And so, I like that. I appreciate that. But anyways, let's jump into this. Yeah. Okay. So the next part. So our episode, we're gonna be talking about social media and just like our our opinions and views on it. Um, because Connor and I both had very very different views at the beginning of our relationship and i think they've changed a little bit but they're still very different now um but before that we wanted to talk about some of the books we're going to be reading in the next couple months um because i've just like going home from germany i'm gonna like obviously have to be on my own workout schedule because i'm not gonna have anybody giving me like a routine i guess or like a summer uh, workout uh, schedule and so there's a couple things that i want to just do to be able to like transform my body and transform my health and be able to come become a just more healthy individual that and like i have never really worried about my nutrition and what i eat and um like any of that because I've always just been able, I've been so active my whole childhood and up to like this point, which I know I'll still be super active, but where I haven't really had to watch what I eat to affect how I feel or how my body looks, if that makes sense. So, um, I grew up really eating healthy because my mom, that's just what she was cooking for us. Um, but the transition to college and now being married to Connor, like, honestly the transition to dating connor and being um in a relationship with like a six six hundred and ninety pound two hundred pound man that eats has to eat all the time and then also is a harding because they just love eating food like it was definitely a transition to me where all of a sudden 
my portions have grown a little bit bigger. Um, woo woo. <laughs> so anyway, what what I wanted to do uh, while we were going to be home and for the summer and just being able to feel and look the best I can and kind of like change my body into maybe something that I've never been able to have it perform like before is I wanted to start reading some books and I told excuse me I told Connor about that and he suggested this book called Outlive the Science and Art of Longevity by Peter Atiyah um and so I think we're gonna read that together Connor will probably read that book first and then I also found another book that I really want to read about about all this like nutrition and wellness and health um it's called feeding you lies how to unravel the food industry's playbook and reclaim your health by vanny harry so i am kind of excited to read about that because um just the food industry in america you just hear about it all the time about how there's just a whole bunch of like artificial flavors um chemicals that are put into our food to like make you more um, addicted and stimulated eating those foods so you want more and I'm really just looking to eat more healthy and clean and eat more uh make more meals where definitely being over here in Germany has allowed me to kind of have a better idea of like what I want to have in our fridge and what I want to um make for our meals and have for snacks just because of kind of the the low quantity of things that I'm used to that are over here, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think just to go along with what, what Paisley's saying is like sooner or later, we're going to make a a transition and we don't want to like have it to be like something like, Oh, we're going to change our whole entire like lifestyle. And so we wanted to start with something like, like a plan, um, as to like reading these books and formulate a plan that's going to work for us for, um, for our, like our health benefits, because like, obviously like, you know, thinking down the road even longer, we want to still be able to go on hikes when we're older. We still want to play basketball or sports or do whatever with our kids or our cousins or, you know, whatever it is. But I think that like the biggest thing, like in my mind is the book that, that I mentioned was outlive is just trying to like, it's about durability. Yeah. And I'm, I'm more like in the stage, like my mind of thought is more about like durability, like staying healthy, maintaining and being able to do the things that I love when I want, how I want and feeling good about it. And I think that's like the most important thing to me. And obviously like being able to continue to work out, to clean up your diet a little bit, because in all reality, as like a college athlete, like you work out, I mean, four or five hours of intense workout. And you're just not going to get that time when you're older because you're going to have a job, you're going to have kids, you're going to have a bunch of other things going on. And so Mm -hmm. you have to create time for yourself. And I think this is kind of like why we're reading these books. We're going to create a plan. We're going to think about it. Um, We're going to think about ourselves and how we can adopt to it. And so it's actually going to be really exciting because learning is really exciting. And then you're going to experiment and you're going to see and then you're going to feel like, if you have more energy, less energy, yeah. you're going to see how disciplined you are. Because our bodies are all different where, like, I think I've talked about this before. If I'm going to be on a lifting schedule, lifting three days a, wor- uh, 
three days a week works best for my body um, rather than four, even though four is kind of the sweet spot for a lot of people. Yeah, and and that's like, that's good to know because then like Paisley will say, okay, three days is perfect, then like a yoga session and then like Maybe the a weekend. cycling class. Yeah, a cycling class and then the weekend is like just like a simple go out the nature, walk, do what I love, just be active, but not like like a reset your mind kind of, kind of thing. And so just to come down to it, like the most important asset that you have in your life, I feel like is, is your body, your body and your mind. And if you take care of that, like you have a long runway ahead of you and that runway will give you opportunities. Yeah, I agree. Plus, I just didn't learn a lot in my nutrition class as a freshman at BYU because I'll be honest, I did not pay attention. And they made it dumb hard. It was really, really hard. But now I have an interest to do it. So I'm excited to read these books and kind of have a different way of like learning it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Interest is like key to anything. If you really want to like pursue something, if you do not have interest, then you're probably not going to be good at it. And you're probably going to give up if it gets like hard or if it gets boring but if you do have interest in it, you're going to find a way yeah. to, to battle through it. And so that's like, we have interest in it now and we're going to figure out a way. And if you want to know about it here in the next like month or two, just tell us to do another podcast about how our plans, what we learned, what we studied, and we'd love to talk about it. Yeah, we'll see if our journey takes us anywhere. The start of one. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> I have like something in my throat. So now we're going to talk about social media because social media has, it's obviously, it's a huge part of our world these, these days. Like it's everywhere. It's around every corner. Everybody's on it. So Connor, I want to ask you, like, what was your relationship with social media growing up as a kid? So growing up as a kid, um, I was pretty low key and that's how I liked it. And I didn't have any social media. This is actually a really funny story. So I was playing basketball. I started to get actually some like exposure yeah, to, to colleges and you. people were interested. And I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have Instagram. I didn't have uh, Twitter. I didn't have anything. So like if coaches wanted to reach out to me or like via whatever direct message me or whatever it's called, um, they couldn't really do it. And so what my AAU coach did was told my stepmom to create an account for me. <laughs> and so she's the one that created my Twitter account. And one morning I woke up and I'm like, that's my phone. And she's like, yeah, I took your phone and like you have a Twitter account. And I'm like, why did you make a Twitter account? Like, why do you put social media on my phone? And then she told me the reason why. And I said, oh, okay, that sounds good. And then I remember like, I think I was in class and I was like asking my friend, I'm like, like, okay, like, how do you tweet? And like, he showed me. And I think my first tweet, I remember it's just like, like, why do we celebrate April fools or something? Like, why is that a thing? That's what you tweeted. Yeah. I tweeted that. And I'm like, Hey, everyone go like it, go like retweet it, go like it. Like, let's see if we can get an answer. No answer. Got some, got some likes and some retweets and whatever. And it's like, that's cool. But, <laughs> That that was like That's my relationship so growing up with with social media, which just like wasn't like a like a big thing. Like we were very present um, with the people 
I was very present with the people around me. And so like as my dad and my brothers, um, my sister a little more so is on social media. Like than the when rest you of- were younger even? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my oldest brother, he was more of a texter. Here, his phone would always go off or whatever it was. It was the most annoying and he would not put it on vibrate or anything. So you'd hear it go off and then you hear him text or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, social media just wasn't like a big thing to us. Yeah. And obviously like we don't have like any big influencers in Idaho at that time or anything. And so we just didn't really know. Well, yeah, I don't feel like influencers came about till like the last five, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, there were a few here and there, but it's definitely a big, bigger thing now. It's a job now. Yeah. It's a market. Like it's an industry. Like it's. Oh yeah. It's big too. Uh huh. So what was your kind of start then to like, so, okay, actually I was waiting for you to ask me about my start well, of ha- social media sorry. but then you didn't so, so I, just- I just had i just i thought like you're gonna say something because i have one more story actually okay tell me so how i got my facebook was on my mission we had to download facebook to like communicate to the people that we met on our mission so, so when you were 18 so yeah so when i was 18 19 and they're like hey like this is a good way to like connect to people and still reach out to them and be friends with them and so they told us to download Facebook. So that's how I got Twitter and Facebook. And eventually Instagram came like a year and a half ago, two years ago. And I have a manager that manages that. Um, it's still not downloaded on my phone. I'm happy to say that. Uh, but I do use Twitter a lot because um, I'll get into that later. But I actually do use Twitter. Mm-hmm. But Tell me about your upbringing in uh, social media and how you kind of went, kind of hit it big and kind of have like a big following. And well, thanks for asking. And like why it interested you so much? Yeah. Well, growing up, I never had like a smartphone. Hello, I never had a smartphone. I only had like a flip phone to like start with in fifth grade. Razor. I I can't remember what it looked like. Like here, let me look up to see what a razor looks like because i can't remember the name of it here i'll do that you keep talking okay but um i had like a flip phone like legit like one that flips up um and that was my first phone no it wasn't a razor what was the ones that slid because i had that later i had one that looked like a razor okay fair um but oh my gosh these phones are like throwing me back Try to look up ones. Okay, that, I will. I will. Okay. keep talking. Um, but that's what I started with in fifth grade because I was traveling a lot and going to a lot of practices for basketball. So my parents like gave me that that I had to leave in my basketball bag, but I used it for just text my friends too. But I wasn't allowed to tell my siblings because I was the first one to get a phone in my family. And then later, like in high school, they got me this like sliding phone that had a full keyboard once you slid it up and texted. So that was really fun. But I didn't have a smartphone until my senior year in high school. But I did have social media before that because my friends and my parents would let me like get on their phones and like use social media my friends literally were the best because i knew i didn't have it like shout out my two best friends maddie no it wasn't like that it was like sideways but um 
they would always be like, here, Paisley, like you can get on social media on my phone. Or I'd ask her like, Hey, can I get on Snapchat? And that's how I'd use like social media at the beginning. But it was so funny. I was talking to my friend Maddie after like, I kind of blew up on social media and she's like, I always knew that, um, Paisley, like that something it was kind of like that, that like Paisley just, she was like, Paisley just always like loved social media and had like a sort of like vibe with it. She even saw that at like a young age for me, which I'm like, okay, so obviously this is an interest I've had for a long time, but I'd like use Snapchat, I'd use Instagram, I'd use Twitter on like my friends' phones, and that was kind of like the start of my social media. And then once I got um, a smartphone in high school, I started making like um, little vlogs with my basketball team. Like w- one of my first videos, I think, was like Tolo, which is um, girl ass guy dance for my high school, and. I think it's also called Sadie's at some places, but, um, so what, what made you like start like videotaping your, well, your because, basketball team? Like what, because like, did my, you see something or did you just want to do well, that? Well, let me answer because my, my friend Mackenzie Wilms, she, um, was starting to like do that. She, she did her own vlogs. So the, the we had a San Diego tournament trip and she vlogged the whole thing and it was so fun. She let me like help it. I think it was on like a GoPro or something. And she helped me like record. Some, she let me record some parts for it for her. It was literally so much fun. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to do that too. So I, I did our Tolo and that was really fun. And I posted it on YouTube. And the whole reason I did that was because like, I just wanted to remember those times with my friends. I thought it was really cool that like I'd be able to in the future look back on those videos because like we were having such a fun year and season with that team. Like my whole team went to Tolo all together. Like it was so much fun. Um, But then um, like I remember on Instagram my first like 300 like post which is like so funny to me. Like I remember where I was, like what picture it was. And I just was so like excited about it that I got 300 likes on one of my pictures in high school. Like I thought that was so cool. So like I remember that. And then now after like where my life has gone with social media and stuff like that, I just think that's like such a cool experience to be able to remember and have. Um, But then kind of like what definitely helped me get a following on social media was YouTube um, and was like college basketball. So I had posted a couple videos here and there in high school and my freshman year at BYU, just like kind of showing my day. They were just vlogs. It was me just being fun with my friends and just goofing around. And then one of them actually blew up my sophomore year and which one wait you know my freshman year it blew up it was just a day in the life of a female athlete or like d1 athlete or something and like i remember like the thumbnail which is the picture that you click on to start the video like was so bad like i just like snapshot it from the video pretty much and just like put typing over it but like it got like overnight it got like hundreds of thousands of views and then all of a sudden 
like I had the YouTube app on my phone and I just was getting notification after notification of people following me. It was crazy. Like within the span of like a week, all of a sudden I had 10,000 followers on YouTube when I had maybe like a hundred. It was crazy. It was so cool. That is crazy. And I just kept on creating videos like every week and it um just kept on going up it was crazy and like i remember this is where it kind of got not like toxic but it kind of just got obsessive for me where like i kept on seeing this number rise and so every single day i'd wake up in the morning i'd look at my phone and i'd look at the app and like refresh um the youtube app and see how many subscribers i had and it just kept on growing And it was like so cool. But then there came to a time where it slowed down and it stopped like growing as much. And it like kind of was like a disappointment kind of. Which is so interesting because I grew this audience. Like that. that's just like the psychological and mental side I was having that moment that I wanted to share. But like it was just so interesting because... Like it was super, super exciting. It was so cool. I was growing, I was growing, I was growing and I was growing on um, Instagram as well. Um, So that was awesome. And then like sooner or later it came and it slowed down and it stopped. So through your experiences, like, you know, growing like your social media platform, kind of like liking it and then also, also like experiencing it right now, like what do you feel like are the dangers or like Well, I will say like, I really enjoy social media. I enjoy being a part of it. I enjoy the community we have. I enjoy the new things we learn from social media, but I will say there is like, um, a negative side to it as well because like just the time that's wasted. Do you think there's more positive or negative or like you just can't really say? For me, there's more positive, but it kind of depends on the person and how they deal with it. Cause for me, like I go on social media for inspiration. There's a couple times that I'm like, oh, I should be doing more. Or, oh, I should post or, oh, I should make content even though I'm not really feeling like it. But I see other people doing it. So I'm like, oh, I should if I want to continue to grow or if I want to continue to get like endorsements and stuff like that. Yeah. In the same, sorry to interrupt you again, but in like that same vein, like I'm curious even like we haven't talked about it, but why have you slowed down like on YouTube? Like you just described how like it grew your following, but now like you just don't really make videos um, at all. So like what, like what's yeah. been going on? Well, I thought I was going to make a lot of videos being over here in Germany, but like just to be completely frank, like I have not like this is, the fun that I've been able to have in basketball, especially at BYU, um, I knew it was not going to be the same going to like a professional league just cause like you don't know the girls. Um, like, cause I knew these girls for years and years and years that I played with. So I knew I was, I knew I was going to know no one. There wasn't going to be the same type of relationships. It was now professional. So it was just going to be different. Like I knew it was all going to be completely different but I guess I did not, I still thought there was going to be like the super fun and exciting side of it, but that just has not been the case for like this season. It's been fun, but it hasn't been things that like I want to document, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it's just, 
I did not like I do the same thing every single day and my day is not interesting or fun. So it's not something that I even want to like share, I guess. Plus I am not, I kind of feel like I'm not myself. If that makes sense. Like if I were to turn on the camera, like people would be able to see that like, Oh, Paisley's a little bit different. So it's like, it's more important for you like, correct me if I'm wrong. It's more important for you to be authentic, have interest, have passion than it is like just to give content out because people follow you. Yeah. Like I, it, I guess that's not even something I've even thought about. Like I'm only going to pick up the camera and film if I think like something's going to be fun that I'm actually doing. If that makes sense. Like and if it's interesting, like I could record myself just like sitting on the couch in Osnabrück playing on my iPad or watching Netflix or eating my lunch. But in all honesty, like I wouldn't want to watch that as a consumer. So I'm not going to put it out. So why wouldn't you think about like, like, I'm sorry, I'm just yeah. asking questions. So why wouldn't you think about things like to give to the consumers? Like, oh, I'm going to go like shopping today, like try on different fits or like I'm going to get a teammate or like try to do different things is it because like again it goes back to like you're not yourself and you don't want to go like you don't want to push it um i i don't think i've created a space or i've been given a space to feel comfortable to do that okay that's fair enough i just have one more question playing 21 questions with my wife <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are here with me see what she has to deal with this is me like nonstop. <laughs> um so do you think more social media people should do that rather than try to like always create something and be more like, so I guess more like I'm, themselves? I think a lot of social social media people are themselves, but like you said earlier, it's become a job, but I am not so much a creative person as like you are, if that makes sense. What? We know that. We've been known that. People don't know that though. Okay, well, Connor is more creative. He has a more creative mindset than I do. I enjoy being creative, but I'm not going to think of like a video to create and then come out with because I, the content the content I like to make is like vlogs. It's just me throughout my day, if that makes sense. So the type of content I think what you're talking about, like, oh, think of what to do and then go do it. Like, yeah, I could curate like, okay, today I'm going to go to the mall and try on clothes and see what i like and if i like anything maybe buy it but i don't know it's just not it's not that it's not like authentic to me it's just like uh it's not what i actually probably want to be doing unless i really want to go out and go shopping and film that but i'd rather have you go shopping with me and film me doing it like i kind of like the videos where like the there's a cameraman and it's still a dialogue between like me and the cameraman or the person and the cameraman, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So like when it comes to like what you're saying, like there's other content creators who go out, like I wouldn't even consider myself a content creator, honestly. So what do you, what would you consider yourself? I was an athlete or I am an athlete that enjoys my sport, but also enjoys sharing it. And, like, I wouldn't say as much as, like, I do have an influence a little bit. I don't have a huge influence on social media, but I do have an influence. 
but like I don't know. I don't I don't like So you couldn't see like this like being like your job? Um, I could not see this being my job. No. I I like doing some things on the side or like when I feel like it putting out content. But it's not like I'm putting out content to get somewhere. Like if I grow, great. If I stay where I'm at, I'm happy. I like the audience that I have, if that makes sense. And so like I there are some days that I go back and forth where I'm like, ooh, I I could make this video. Like I want to make this video and like I hope it gets a whole bunch of views and I get some more followers. Like that would be awesome. But then there's other days where I have no interest in making a video where I don't feel like like over here, I like making like if you look at my TikTok or my even my YouTube videos, I like making videos with other people. I like it being like a social environment. But like over here, like you're my social environment and you don't really oh, like no. doing that. No, <laughs> she's coming antisocial. I'm not becoming antisocial. There's just like, after, like, I don't know. You're just, if, if Paisley, if Paisley's, you know, following is missing her videos, reach out to her, inspire her, let her know that. <laughs> She needs to make videos and that I'm a bad influence on her. Do it if you have to. I bet she would love that. I bet that would inspire her. And I guarantee you get content because she loves making other people happy. I do. And and it would work. I promise you. <laughs> I'm a bad uh, influence. No, it's just, I don't know. Like, let it was ha- well, so much easier let me making ask you this. content. It was so much easier making content at BYU with like Kaylee, like say for TikTok, because I just love to dance. She loves to dance, and we do a quick dance after practice, and it was so much fun. Like I loved that. Yeah, I I I agree. But let me ask you this. Okay. What platform do you like the most? I like Instagram. The most. Yeah, I probably use. Um, like, I like Instagram the most, yeah. Okay, that's interesting because kind of what I like, what I've just observed is I feel like TikTok has taken, like, most of your time. And because you like TikTok and watching videos and making videos on TikTok, like, you haven't put any time on YouTube. And so I feel like that's been, like, the case. Like, what I've just just observed over the little while is, like, you'd rather make just a short little video on TikTok rather than making a 15, 20 minute vlog, cutting it, editing it and sending it out because you have TikTok now. Well, That's what I've realized. also the trend is YouTube is not as popular as TikTok anymore. Like, or it it's not like when I, my, when I was in college in those first like couple years of my college career, everybody was like watching and consuming youtube but now because of tiktok and the shorter video span people's um like attention span is way less there is still i'm not the uh what's it called i'm not like saying that there's not an audience for youtube because there still is there's so many people that still watch youtube i still watch youtube you still watch youtube but i think youtube's the best i know you do i would say this just from like a business perspective, because I do look into weird stuff like this. Yeah. 
YouTube is the most streamed platform over Netflix, over everything, okay. over time and everything. Like I feel that. like you're not understanding what I'm trying to say. Like how YouTube was like years ago, it was so much more popular and consumed and watched. Now it's still watched a lot, maybe even the most watched platform, but not as much as it used to be. That, and I, I think I it's know. because of TikTok and the shorter video um, span and attention span that it's created for its consumers. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's just my opinion. But um, yeah, it's just been interesting. Also, another way I grew um, on social media, and this was Instagram specifically, was at the NCAA tournaments, like playing at them. And what would happen is like, We'd play, this happened a lot, like, um, the last two years of my college career. We'd play a lot. We'd play in the first and second rounds. Like, my very last year, we didn't make it to the second round. But, like, the first and second rounds got me, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. Thousands of, like, followers on Instagram. Um, And I've seen that, like, the last two years. I've looked and seen other, like players that are in those like games and on that audience like on espn on people's tv screens with like the different storylines and the different great plays that are happening during the game that like get an audience overnight it's really cool to watch and i think that just shows like the exposure that sports can get can really like impact people's lives because especially now with nil being allowed um for athletes like oh my gosh that's a great opportunity for people to make money it's cool what just just waiting for you to ask me a question okay i'll ask you a question um like now that you have like me as a wife who does enjoy social media that like has asked you to be a part of it and wants you to be a part of it but maybe you're not as a comfortable one why is that like why would you rather be more private and um two like where do you see like social media going in the future um i guess to answer your first question of you know like staying kind of away from social media and just observing it from far the reason why i like to stay to myself is because i like i have to overcome a lot of things in my own like personal life and i don't need the added pressure or the psychological side of social media to make it harder for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I just don't want that. I don't want it to consume my mind. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to deal with the people that, you know, that come at you, that have these irrational opinions. And, you know, I see also the good side, like, of family, friends reaching out, being like, you know, people saying good things, supporting you, and all these different things. But rather, I just, like, I'd just rather stay too to myself and like work quietly i'd rather be a silent worker um i don't i don't need to let people know like you know like damian lillard for example he doesn't need to like he says this all the time like you don't need to post your workout video just work out and i'm more of like that type of like people don't need to know like what i'm doing like i know what i'm doing 
like I know what I'm like worth and I don't want to get into the comparison game and like all these like little weird things that for me like I just would rather avoid mm-hmm. than than try to like later on like cure um and then the second question was like where do you see it going where do I see social media going well that is a very like very good question because I don't know like you see Elon Musk taking over Twitter and like like oh free speech like say what you need to say and then like there's these cases of like like social media like spinning things and then like TikTok just got like they all go into these like cases these uh, lawsuit cases but TikTok like how addictive it is and how it like it's set up like like kind of like a casino mm-hmm. and meaning like for example is your one algorithm will hit it off big and that'll give you like that one hit so it's like a slot uh, slot machine like you play you play you play you hit it one time big and then you think you're a big winner but in all reality it's just like it's a it's a losing game and so they set it up in these psychological ways that just capture your attention because it's like time spent on the app is what pays the other people so it's interesting because if you think about it is when someone gives you something free, then what's the product? You're the product. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's scary to me. And so that, you know, that's kind of how I, I, it might be a little more pessimistic view of of social media, but like on the good side, um, I learn a lot from it. I love, you know, certain channels that teach me about, you know, business, like, um, about what kind of what's going on in the world. And I didn't watch YouTube at all. And then Paisley introduced YouTube to me and I watch all sorts of YouTube. Now I watched all sorts of interviews of, you know, like of these great investors, these great businessmen. I watch some hunting videos and different things. Just like if I want to learn something, like I do go to YouTube just like to start to like narrow my choices down of like who do i need to really research or like what books i need to go into and it's just like a good platform to like get started okay the last question i want to ask you what are your thoughts on like nil being passed with um these last couple years and what do you like do you agree with it do you like like the athletes can make off make money off their name now or like what are your thoughts on it that's very uh, great questions. Like both of the questions you asked are absolutely amazing. And I really don't have an answer, but I'll give my best answer I possibly can is I see it from both sides because I have you that has a pretty successful platform that grew it, that put work into it. And then there's me that have like, I didn't do anything kind of with my platform. And I, and I guess what I'm okay with that actually. Because that's where I feel comfortable. You loved it. You saw it with your first trip to San Diego with your teammates. And then you started to create something. So it's hard for me to say because in a way, I feel like it's kind of like ruining basketball. Because these these conferences that actually have money, like the Power 5 conferences, can play these pay these players and get them. But then also on the flip side, I look at it and I said, well, you know, the Cavender twins, you, Shaylee, like a bunch of these other people that I know, like they've put in work. They have 
a brand, their name. And if they if they've done so, then they should get paid. And then they're like, well, the college platform gives you the the recognition, and it's just like, well, you got to first make it, and yeah. that's work within itself. You still have to get good grades. You still have to perform on that stage. You still have to make it into the Power Five conference. You have to, you still have to do all these things to get there. And I don't think people realize that. And if people are willing to pay you, and you do have a brand, then you know, execute on it. But it just gets like tricky because then like um then it's this this shady stuff that happens i feel like but you know that happens all the time like you can't i know people are getting paid like well before in college well before nil be then just like with nil deals yeah and different they just call them nil deals now like yeah image and like this it's just it's interesting but that's just my first take on it. It's probably all over the place, but we're going to um. see a lot more in the next couple of years of really how really like how NIL has affected the college like atmosphere. But in my opinion with how I've seen people who are like really utilizing NIL to the fullest potential and making some pretty crazy money off this, I feel like those people are still very focused on their sport. I haven't seen one person like completely tank because they're focusing more on NIL than their sport. And, and you know, just like to your point again, like even if they do tank, maybe their passion is somewhere else and that's okay. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how, because like my generation, the couple years before me we grew up without nil being a part of the picture so we know what it is like to be at the college um experience and college level to work through basketball and then all of a sudden at the end of our careers we got this sort of like great opportunity at the end but it'll be interesting to see these players come in that have gotten it from the start and how they treat the college experience because honestly like you the resources that you get in college, you are incredibly blessed. You are incredibly like fortunate to be able to have, especially at the D1 level, to have everything that's coming your way. It's super. It's a huge blessing. It, it's it's you're getting things that you would never have dreamed of getting. And I really hope that like players continue to have that perspective and that there's not entitlement coming with like the type of money that people could potentially be making or envy or envy. Yeah. And I think, I think like if you're going to really focus on this NIL, I mean, while you're an athlete, you have to understand that like basketball or your sport at the end of the day is what's important and your teammates and your coaches that's what's important that's probably what needs to come first if you're going to focus on that and you want to have the relationships or else envy can come into play i think yeah i mean it it's interesting like just like what i've observed in my life like someone be like super happy like oh i want a hundred dollars but then if they know like someone won 105 dollars then they'll be like hmm why didn't I win 105? I'm like, you just won $100, but they didn't get the 105. Mm. And so it's interesting, like in this, in this NIL deal, like 
someone will get a deal and they're like, oh, why didn't I get a deal? But they're not looking at like you're at a great n- university, college. Yeah, I hope, things like I hope that. people don't look at it that way because I mean, I don't know if my teammates ever looked at it that way and I never looked at it that way. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, but that's like, that's, it, that's it the definition of em- envy. That's yeah. like, like, yeah, that's what can, what can happen. And like you, you are part of a great team. So that's, that's also a blessing. Yeah. Um, like, and if you look at people like Angel Reese, the fact that she, she had a deal with coach and she got all of her teammates bags, like that's not needed. She did not have to do that. Um, coach did not have to do that, but I'm sure there's a conversation where Angel was like, my teammates help me so much every single day. I'm the player I am and I'm able to be successful because of my teammates and my coaches. So I'm going to do this for them. Yeah, that's I want to awesome. do this for them. So like that, like I'm not saying every person that has an NIL deal has to do something spectacular for their team. But if you recognize your teammates and have like a great understanding, if you have the blessings to be able to cre- create and get money off of NIL, just like, I don't know, just be grateful for the people around you. Yeah, I would I would just add like one more thing. Like this might like be a little weird, but when it gets in the NIL like territory and you start to think like, oh, for the money or for different things, like eventually it'll become a job and you might lose joy of the game. So that's something just to be aware of. Yeah, I like that. That's and, that's something good to say. And like this is the weird analogy that, that I would give is like in elementary school and middle school, like everyone's just like oh like you just like play around at recess have fun this and that and then you get to like high school and college and then it's like like things get into the the equation that make it more complicated and it's not like this peer as it was like as children playing and it's more complicated and i feel like that's where it can get like really confusing and it's complicated rather than just like the joy of perfecting your craft and playing basketball as as it is an art and figuring out, you know, how to win in the NCAA tournament or, you know, just to be the best that you possibly can be. Like, there's actually more satisfaction in that than than anything else. And so that's my, like, little analogy that I would probably give it. And, you know, it's not always, like, it's not always perfect. Yeah. And if you guys are going through any of this, if we have any, like, athletes or college athletes or high school athletes that are going through this that would want advice you can for sure reach out to me and I'd love to talk to you about it because I feel like I was in the environment with NIL a little bit and just college basketball in general I I feel like I have a good perspective on it um and I just love to help so there's that well that's a that's a wrap yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um I, I think we did I, I enjoyed talking to you about it and just kind of hearing more of your perspective on different things, especially social media. I'm super excited to start reading those books. I'm beyond excited. I'm beyond excited because it's something to do with you. Aww. I have books. I have 55 books that I've, guys, I have 55 books on my phone that I've picked out that I wanted to read in the next year and a half. And this one just went to the number one book I need to read <laughs> when I get back home. For you. Aw. Yeah, I'm reading um confess right now which is good by colin hoover and i'm almost done with it but then i'll start the other books anyway thanks guys for listening to us this week on outlet we really enjoyed it if you guys wouldn't mind leave us a rate and a review on apple Podcasts and spotify 
We love you guys so much. And Thanks reach out listening. to Paisley if you want more videos. <laughs> she gets influenced easily. Peer pressure. All right. See you guys. See you Peace. next week.